G'day guys, welcome to the 2023 Dolphins NRL Fantasy Preview. No team song, haven't really found one for them yet. But they're led by the super coach Wayne Bennett, but really they're yet to attract a marquee signing. Now, joining me to discuss the fantasy fortunes of the Dolphins is Jake. How are you, Jake? Hey TK, doing well? Pretty keen to see the Dolphins go around this year. Um, it's the closest team to Rocky, so I uh, feel like it's almost our home site here in Rocky, so looking forward to seeing how they go. Yeah, it's one of those things, eh, Jake? You're like, they've signed some good players, but no elite players, so I think they're going to be pretty scrappy, down and dirty. There might be a few close games here, but there is a few attractive fantasy options here, man. Yeah, they've sort of recruited a lot of those storm forwards, so they're trying to build that culture, build their team around defence, um, fantasy wise, a lot of those, yeah, a lot of those players are already priced out. But there's might be a few little sneaky options in there that we might be able to jump on. So looking forward to discussing those. Yeah, what what are we thinking here, mate? With the squad that they've got, they do like we both mentioned have a lot of experience. They've got a great coach and then a great assistant coach. But across a kind of like a twenty seven round season, they're probably going to be struggling to get out of that top that bottom three, right? Yeah, I'm not sure where they're... they're def- I think they're definitely going to finish somewhere in the bottom nine, I guess, now. So, yeah, I'm not too sure. Probably bottom four, I think. But you never know. Like, if Milford can return to form, you've got O'Sullivan, who's coming from a good system. If, if one or two of these halves players can stand up and become that marquee player, um, you never know what they can do. So, not looking good so far, but we'll see how they go. Yeah, okay. All right. We've got studs, duds, cashies, bounce back, trap... Tonight, plenty of players to cover. Let's rip in. And I've just pressed the wrong button twice. Three times. <laughs> oh, God. I'm a shocker. How good is this bloke? All right. First player is Sean O'Sullivan. 719k here, Jake. A break even of 50. Comes from, you know, literally winning a premiership at the Panthers where he played back up to... Nathan Cleary, but he's got a great kind of background in terms of what he's done in the junior grades and a little bit at the Warriors there. Not a bad option here, Jake. Yeah, I think he's probably the top of the list for those, yeah, Dolphins players. As you said, he's priced out already at about an average of 50, but I don't think it's going to be too bad, though. He's going to play a similar role to what he did at the Panthers. At the Panthers, he was their dominant playmaker and kicker when Nathan Cleary was out. Mm. I think that's going to be the same here. Milford's going to be that, you know, running 5-8. Sean O'Sullivan's going to take care of, you know, getting the team around the park, doing all the dominant kicking. Um, he's got a pretty solid base. So when he played last, he had 22 tackles, 73 metres gained, and 340, uh, 354 kick metres per game. So really strong base there to work from. Um, and he's he may be a chance to take that goal kicking too. Um, he's not a bad goal kicker, so if he gets those extra few... Um, points from goal kicks, he could be a good option. Yeah, I know a lot of people are putting, you know, a lot of emphasis on, you know, around around that price of Matt Burden, Jackson Hastings, and then also Sam Walker. But realistically, you know, those three players, well, Hastings gets injured a lot. Sam Walker's probably not ready for origin. Burden's probably a lock for origin. Sean O'Sullivan doesn't have really that tag. And like you said, he's pretty much the main man and probably his job security, when you think about what they actually have in depth. Next guy down is Cody Nikarima, who really hasn't played a lot of seven for a long time. Yeah, he's going to be locked in that really good job security. So even classic-wise, I think he could be a good option. So just see how the Dolphins go. If the Dolphins start to get on a run, and those attacking stats sort of start to increase, and he starts to improve on that 50 average, um, he could be a sneaky shout. 
Yeah, nice. All right, let's move on. No, 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 no. Now, you want to tackle his house partner, Anthony Milford, 485k. Break even a 33. He had a pretty solid World Cup there, Jakey, but you're not really liking that chance of him bringing that form to the NRL? Yeah, I don't think so. Um, obviously, Milford does have that pedigree, pedigree of being a gun in the past uh, when he was at Brisbane. Um, but the one thing to note there was when he was a gun, he was getting a bulk of those kick metres. So he had the attacking stats, plus he had the base stats um, for those you know floor games where he didn't get them. So without the kick metres, as we think O'Sullivan's going to take majority of them, I think that falls just a little bit too low and it's going to you know dint that average. So... Also note he's a very injury-prone player as well. He's getting older, um, has a lot of, you know, those hamstring or very calf sort of strains that keep him out for a week or two. So I'm not really liking him. And obviously Isaiah Katawa at the World Cup as well, he absolutely killed it there. So he's going to be pressing on his heels um, for a starting spot as well. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that given his form from the last two years, it's very difficult even though you've got a break even of 33 to take him here. I think it's one of those things, sit back, just relax for a little bit, see how it plays out. You've got a trial in probably three or four games. Just see how they kind of play in a combination. It might take a long time for them to form combinations. And I guess pressure will be on him because he's pretty much the biggest name in their team now. But I think 485k, you could probably do much better by just going a little bit higher there to Tanner Boyd or maybe going a little bit lower there to Lachlan Ilias there, Jake. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree with you there, mate. All right. Now, probably a bit of a trap for young players here, Jake, is especially for the newbies. You have a look at guys like Kenny Bromwich at 556k, break even at 38. Jesse Bromwich, his brother at 510 and, you know, break even at 35. Felice Kafusi, 572k and break even at 39. Now, all three are locks and locks for big minutes. But the thing is, there have always been those plotters that kind of average around that 38 to 40 mark. And it's not always about kind of NRL standard play because a lot of it's not things like leadership's not scored. I think it's one of those things we just got to put a little bit, especially for our new listeners. You just can't really go there, mate. Yeah, put that namesake away. I I just don't think there's any upside to him at all. Um, even at the Storm, they never really got too many attacking stats. Um, their role's pretty much exactly the same there. Like, Kenny Bromwich and Fleece Fleece both go both going to play the full lady on the second row, but their job's not going to change. They're just going to make their tackles, do all the like non-nonsense stuff, clean up the tackles. Um, but, yeah, they don't really have that attacking upside to be fancy relevant. And, yeah, I, I can't go towards any of them. Maybe in draft. Yeah, I agree. Last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back. Wake up every morning, by the night I count stacks. Knew that ass was real when I hit it, bounce back. You ain't getting shits. All right, Jake, let's talk the hammer. 372k, dual centre, wing fullback, break even to 26. Bit of news from Wayne Bennett that he wants to lock him in as his fullback. Now, both of us kind of saw when we were doing our, the textbook, that was kind of where we thought thought would have all the value. But thoughts on uh, the hammer at fullback? Yeah, it's an interesting one. He hasn't really locked down that fullback spot since he's been in the NRL. Um, currently priced at an average of 26. Yep. Um, but we have seen him at the Cowboys. Um, career average, when he plays at 70-plus minutes at fullback, he does average 53. Uh, sorry, not 53, 33. Um, so that's only about seven points of value. So it's a very, very 50-50 whether you want to pick him up or not. Um, I think this is more of a gut feel one. Um, if you think he's going to improve as a player... I'd be sort of picking him up because if he can gra- grab those um, more attacking stats through his passing game, if he develops those and adds a few, you know, try assists, line break assists, uh, it could make him a bit more dangerous. Um, 
But if he doesn't improve as a player, if he just stays exactly how he is, purely just as a bull runner, I don't think there's too much value in him. But let's see what um, Wayne Bennett can get out of him. He's got that dual winger fullback centre. So obviously if you start with him in your side, um, highly owned, um, you can drop him back to the bench and use him as cover if he doesn't get off to a good start. But, um, I, yeah, it's a very much a 50-51 for me. Yeah, Jackie, you, you know, you just mentioned the ownership, 34%. I guess given that the outside backs are a little bit thin across the park, especially before we've hit the trials, might not be a bad one just to kind of put in there, maybe in the wing fullback category. And then depending on what happens with Lachlan Miller and maybe a little bit of form out of, you know, Savage, it's not, a, you know, it's not too hard to upgrade to those guys as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, other thing as well, we talked about in the last podcast with the Titans uh, of antipodding. He's another one you can antipod because he's got that really high ownership, but it's not very certain that he's going to be a good player. So if you want to antipod, I think this is one of the guys he probably can with those other value options, as you said, like Miller and the winger fullback. Yeah. All right. Before we move on, just want to shout out to one of our friends, Marco at Hero, Heroes with Ability. They're having a charity lunch. So they've got an amazing program there for disabled children and they do a lot of rugby league as well. Ambassadors for them include the likes of the Cleary, Cleary, uh, well, Nathan and Ivan Cleary, Ryan Madison, Billy Walters and plenty more NRL players. Now they're doing a three course lunch to raise a bit of funds. That's on the 17th of February and that's at Combank Stadium. It goes from 11 to 3. It's $200 per person. It is a three hour beverage package with all three course lunch. And your MC for the day is Anthony Maroon. So if you want to buy some tickets, just hit up Marco, info at heroeswithability.com or just head over to heroeswithability.com as well. So big shout out to everyone that has bought the textbook. You know, it's going through the roof. So thank you. And you've raised some much needed funds for Bowel Cancer Australia. If you haven't yet, please, if you could just head over to talkingleaguepod.com. Talking League textbook, 180 pages, 391 player profiles, power ranks, bold predictions, all the strategy and tips. 20% of the profits does go straight to Bowel Cancer Australia. That's on a legacy and contribution of Steve Nichols, who passed away from bowel cancer and is pretty special to the fantasy community. Our partners at Game Day Squad have also thrown in two packs of rare cards valued at $9.99 each. So just head over to gamedaysquad.com to start playing today. All right, guys, that one will retail at nineteen ninety-five. You can try before you buy. There's a 20-page sample. So just head over to TalkingLeaguePod.com. All the links will also be in the show notes. All right, Jake, let's move on to some cash news. A little bit to talk about here, Jake. Ray Stone, 257K, a break-even of 18. Now, he was the Dolphins' first ever signing. Now, he returns from an ACL that he did late the year before last. But it looks like he might be able to jag a role here on the bench. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind Ray Stone. He's obviously shown the ability that he can score well in the past. Um, but, yeah, obviously it comes down to what role he's going to be playing off the bench. So how many minutes he's going to be getting off the bench. And I think the trials is going to be a good um, way to see that role, whether he comes on at the lock or whether he comes on purely just as a prop without passing. Um, just track his PPM, track his minutes in the trials. Um, and if he does seem to be playing over that you know, 30-minute mark, um, chuck him in your emergencies. He, I think he could be a nice little cashy that can just sit there and be a slow burn for you. Yeah, and I guess if there is an injury, especially to maybe someone like a Tommy Gilbert or someone like that, he might be first one back in and then playing like a 50, 60-minute role. So I'm, I'm more for that, mate. He's well on my radar. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, those injuries is going to be a big one for a lot of those older fellas um, at the Dolphins. Um, they're going to be prone to a lot of those small little niggling injuries that might keep him keep them out for a week or two. And um, yeah, Stone could be one that could um, profit off that. Nice. Now moving on to someone very interesting. Now I know that Riley's been very very high on this guy, Mark Nichols, four hundred and twenty six k comes in at a break even at twenty nine. He's played for Bennett before, so there is a little bit of expectation, probably taking a bit of a leadership role there with the Bromwich boys. But talk to me, the potential of Mark Nichols for this year. Yeah, Nichols is a little sneaky gem um, in the Dolphins here. Price and average of 30. Um, but we've seen when he's started in the NRL playing 40-plus minutes, he can score well. So over his career, he's averaged 43 in 45 minutes. Uh, when he started at prop and played that over those 40-plus 40, 40 minutes. Um, that sees potentially 13 points of value, so definitely a not nice option. Um, I think similar to Stone, track to see how he goes in the trials um, because he may not be that 50-minute player um, just purely because he hasn't done it at an NRL level too much. So track the trials, see what his fitness is like in those bigger minutes, um, track his PPM, um, and he could be a nice little cash cow you can have for the first six or seven rounds and trade him out before Origin. Like it. Now, next guy, Valen Tahare. Now, 230k. He's a bit of a bopper there. Plays centre break even of 16. Did relatively well last year in the Q Cup there, Jakey. Yeah, I think it was centre of the year, maybe, from my memory, uh, in the Q Cup. Um, real big, strong outside back. Um He's going to be good. Once he gets into the NRL, he's going to be breaking a lot of tackles, um, probably scoring a lot of tries. Um, I think the thing to know with him is probably his fitness. Um, not playing in the NRL yet um, and still fairly young. Um, I think coming from a rugby union background as well, his fitness is going to be really key. So if he can get fit over the preseason and comes down the trials, plays 80 minutes at centre without gassing um, and missing too many tackles, I think he could be a great cash cow option. Um, he's just going to have to find the right time. Um, depending on who those centers are going to be for round one. Um, he may be an option probably more towards origin when there's an injury or two. Yeah, you've got a little bit of narrative over here, Jackie, don't you, on him? Yeah, I do have a little bit of narrative on it. Um, it's probably more for you and Aiken. So if there is an injury in the second row, you may see you and Aiken actually shift back to the second row because there's not too many good second rows, I guess, on in their reserves. So there's Connelly Lemuelu. Um, but Aiken's obviously probably played a lot more second row in first grade. So mm. if Aiken can go back to the second row and also Tafari get a start, you may have two keeper cash uh, keeper centers in the one week. Um, very, very big narrative, but you know, you never know, it could happen. Jakey, I love narratives. You keep that in the back of your... Just put it in the black book, ladies and gentlemen, because this could... He might have just put this to fruition. All right, let's finish off with some traps. Trap city, bitch. Trap, trap city, bitch. Trap city, bitch. Trap, trap city, bitch. Trap city, bitch. Trap, trap city, bitch. All right, Jakey, and you're just talking about him now. You and Aiken. 679k, break even of 47. Now, it looks like he's moving back to the centres probably doesn't track with the same amount of value as we've seen over the last two years with the Warriors. Yeah, I, I think he's def- a definite void to start the season if he does get named in that centre position. Losing that DPP, uh, DPP as well doesn't help him. Um, he does have a pretty good average, though, throughout his career when playing in the centres. So he does average 42 um, when playing 70-plus minutes. Um, most of these games were at the Dragons. Um, so I, I, he's a definite void, but... As we said before, if there's an injury and he does move back to the second row, um, he could be an option closer towards origin. Um, if he has dropped a lot of price, um, he could regain that you know that value you know eight nine weeks into the season. 
Yeah, nice. Now, the next guy I want to talk about, and Tom Gilbert, he's actually been pretty popular here, Jake. He comes in at 567K. He's got a dual mid-edge and a break-even there of 39. Now, he comes from the cows where he had a very, very good season. He's owned by 10% right now. But your thoughts? You, th- you actually think that, you know, it's a bit of a trap for young players. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of Gilbert and a lot of teams. And I, I just I just don't see it. Like, I know Gilbert's a really, like, he's a great NRL player. But just fantasy-wise, he just I just haven't seen the evidence that he can you know score that at that high PPM. Um, he's priced at forty. Um, across his career, he averages forty in sixty minutes at second row, um, and he's only started I think around four games in that prop position where he averaged forty in fifty-five minutes, which is not a great PPM. Um, I just I just don't think he has that PPM to be able to you know be an option when he's playing in the middle. Um, he has. When he's played over that 70 minutes in the second row, he has averaged 51. So if he ends up some point throughout the season getting a second row spot, um, maybe. But I just I just don't see it at lock. Um, he, may, you know, he may change his game style, but personally, I think he's an avoid for me. Yeah, I totally agree. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that is the Dolphins. If you haven't yet, we would love a review on Spotify or Apple if you haven't done yet. So please jump on the banter on social media, Facebook, Talking League Pod, Twitter, Talking League One, and Instagram, Talking League Pod. Just remember, Talking League textbook, that's out now. Retails at $19.95, 20% to charity. So just dump on, jump on at www.talkingleaguepod.com. Dot com. All right, Jakey, thank you for the analysis tonight. You're going to be starting to run the Thursday Q&A in a few weeks. So that will be at 8.30 Queensland time. So, yes, yeah, 7.30 New South Wales time, 8.30 Queensland time, 10.30 New Zealand time. So looking forward to hearing your thoughts on that one as well, man. Yeah, really keen for those Q&As. So it'd be good getting towards the season. There'll be a lot of teams out there trying to rejig their size before round one. So looking forward to uh, being with Riley on that one and uh, helping some players out. Yeah, so that's going to switch over to Thursday nights, ladies and gentlemen. Me and Rolls will still be doing Team Doctor on Monday nights. Still a few team previews to come, then we'll do some positionals. But yeah, get involved on social media, all the live shows, and plenty covered there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your company, and we'll check you again soon.